What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Sawyer Saloon. I'm here with Baton Rouge comedian Will Merrill. Will, how you doing today? I'm good, man. How you doing, brother? How you doing? I'm doing excellent. I'm doing excellent. So, Will, you you've been in the comedy game for a while, from what I understand. Yes. Yeah, I've been doing comedy for like over 11 years now. 11 so years? Yeah, I started back in 2010. So, okay. Has that always yeah. been in Baton Rouge? Uh, yeah, that's where I got my start uh, in Baton Rouge at um, the station, Sports Bar. It's where uh, it's pretty much one of the longest running open mics that's in the state. Uh, it's, it's changed hands and changed names and stuff like that, but it's always been like a staple as far as in Baton Rouge comedy. So, gotcha. And do you uh, do you ever run anything out in Baton Rouge? What what does the scene look like for you in Baton Rouge? Uh, for me in Baton Rouge, man, the scene. Uh, I'll be honest, it's weird. <laughs> I say it's weird because, like, you know, we have um, since COVID, mm. uh, a lot of things kind of slow down. Uh, a lot, whereas, you know, we were having, like, weekly and monthly showcases, right. you know, we were, um, we had, like, you know, three or four mics a week, um, everything was, like, you know, was running pretty smoothly, you know, enough to where you can, uh, you can hit a stage, you know, pretty frequently, mm-hmm. but now, uh, with COVID and everything like that, and every, all the bars and venues kind of, you know, shaking back, it, we have, pretty much like one the main open mic at the station mm-hmm. and um just kind of like one-off shows here and there uh just as as they come up we did open up a uh a new comedy club called the uh silly rabbit comedy club okay like a real like a real like actual yeah, comedy club it's okay. an actual comedy club so the first open mic starts on february 7th and it's going to be uh, every Monday night. So I'm excited about that. So it should be a good time, especially to perform at a, a comedy club that brings in na- no, national touring comedians. So it should be yeah, fun. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's something yeah. Baton Rouge. I mean, they've got, like, I've got LaBerge. Like, yeah. LaBerge brings in some stuff. But as far, I mean, those are going to be, like, Tom Segura. I remember seeing he was going there, like, yeah. that yeah. level. But there's so many more comedians that people don't realize, like, in the – I don't like like the B level, you know, that, that yeah, level who yeah. aren't like they're not there at the top top, but like they're good and like they're hilarious. And some of them are better than like the, the top people we see. So that's yeah. like, that's awesome. So do you have yeah. can you divulge any of the people you got coming out? Um, I know uh this weekend is uh Mississippi comedian JJ from the SIP. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's also in two weeks, I want to say, um, Ashima Franklin. She, uh, I think she's from like, I don't know, Atlanta or somewhere like that. I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure. Um, as of right now, that's kind of all I know. So, um, but be on the lookout. I think, uh, the silly rabbit comedy club.com is where like you can find out, you know, more shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also, there's also like, I don't know, like a poetry night, karaoke. It's like a bunch of different events and stuff going on not just comedy exclusive but it is a comedy club gotcha hitting all kind of different artistic uh artistic <laughs> things that people can get into right 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 uh, in fact before we were on t- on the podcast we were, you and i were talking about our buddy Dwayne tucson and uh i don't yeah. know if you've heard any of his poems i, I have not so i did his uh podcast joseph float um mm-hmm. a couple of weeks back and he was like man i didn't have a poem I'm like man, you know, I like poetry, <laughs> you know. And so, like, I didn't get to, I didn't get to get the experience of a Dwayne Toussaint poem. So, yeah, he, yeah he, I'm sure it's fun. 
he had he had one about I think he had one about a PS5. He came to I had I had a show here last Saturday, the Laugh Art Show that you're coming on uh, yeah. at the end of this month, and he was the winner from the first one. So he came out and he 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 ended up reading a poem to everybody. You know, <laughs> killed with it. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, so the poem's definitely an interesting thing. But man, so you've been uh, you've been doing comedy for eleven years. Yes. I want to know, man, what is the first joke you ever wrote? Do you remember? I do. Um, the first joke I ever wrote um, was like, um, I am so broke that my Facebook account's in my mother's name. <laughs> so that was that was the very first joke I ever written. Um, and I kind of just build on that. I, I just kind of built on that one little joke. And so like, I would just say, you know, about, oh, you know, I was the only second grader with a credit limit on my library card. Uh, you know, um, bill collectors follow me on Twitter, mm-hmm. stuff like that. It was just kind of like, it was, it was around, centered around that. So that's yeah. like my hope. And I just kind of built on that. So is that, is that like one, I know like every comedian tries to like find a style and I know you've had some time to kind of like perfect and like find that style in your character. What, what would you say your character is, is like a comedian? Uh, I know it's going to sound cliche, but I'm, I'm real. Like, I'm just like kind of um, base my jokes off of my observations, off of life, off mm-hmm. of things that I've experienced, off of, you know, my point of view on a lot of things. So like, it's, it's unique to myself, but it's not to the point to where uh, only certain people can get it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I can Okay, like no matter who's in the audience, they're gonna get it and they're gonna laugh. So that's that's the joy I, I love about stand-up comedy is just using your own creativity, mm-hmm. making you know a diverse group of people, you know, laugh and enjoy themselves. I love it. That's the best feeling ever. Do you get a high off of it? Like a little runner's high or whatever. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Especially, especially if you got like a joke that just, you know is just gonna crush and then it does, and you just mm-hmm. like, hell yeah, man, this this is life, this is it. Yeah, what what is that joke for you? Um, I really don't like. So I have so many, but like I have a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, where uh, I talk about how uh, I'm tired of you know like rich white people being racist, mm-hmm. and I talk about how um, I'm tired of boycotting because it's becoming inconvenient for me. Yeah, you know, and I'm just like, I'm tired of like boycotting, like you know, all the stuff that's so close to me. Like, I got to yeah. boycott Rouse's, and it's like that's around the corner, and I got to boycott Papa John's. I'm like, but I like Papa John's, you know. So it's like, it, it's it's just one of those things where, and it like when I first told it, man, it, it killed. And I was like, yes, this is it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's a good feeling. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But uh, how about you, man? Like, I know I know you're interviewing me, but man, like, how, how about you? How did you get your start? You know, I don't really know. Uh, this is from talking from on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I started doing stand-up comedy in 2019, so in okay. December. So uh, I had a good few three months before yeah. COVID hit. <laughs> uh, and I was, I used to own a company called uh, Thicket, and it was wooden watches and wooden sunglasses. And I would go around and sell them at like different fairs and festivals. And my buddy also had his own company and I would just, I'd get bored on the road. So I'd just be sitting there trying to make us laugh. I do a lot of impressions. 
So I would like, he would, somebody would be at his table. He'd be giving them his pitch, right? Like handing them a shirt, like check this out. And I'd walk up and I'd do like a Borat voice or I'd do like a, <laughs> like, like some type of impression and be like, oh, yeah. this is a nice shirt. Uh, thank you. And <laughs> just totally throw the sale off. Uh, and so he was like, dude, you need to do stand up comedy. And yeah. I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. So I had a bar here in town that I know the guy who runs it pretty well. And I was like, hey, man, can I do a comedy show here? He was like, yeah, dude, let's, let's do it. Why not? We did it on a night when nothing was going on. I did 30 minutes of material that had never been done before in front of anybody. And it was hot garbage. Yeah. (laughs) It was so so bad. There were were a couple jokes that I still use today, but they had to be very finely tuned. Of course. uh, But, uh, but that, that was kind of how I got my start. And then, uh, you know, everything slacked off for COVID and I started doing, uh, managed to get a show here at a brewery called laughing out loud. And mm-hmm. that show is, I did that one, the first one in July last year. And ever since then, it's just kind of, it's took off from there. Uh, so yeah, just yeah. trying to b- build a scene here in Lake Charles, give us some more people to make laugh. Lake Charles needs it. Yeah, 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 definitely. You know, just, um, I knew a couple of guys that, you know, were in Lake Charles mm-hmm. that kind of, for whatever reason, either moved away, stopped doing it, you know, what have you. But there were like a few guys. Um, I know Keys. Keys. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, He's from that area. Um, Kyle LeCompte. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. Mm-mm, I haven't. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was like 2015, 2016-ish. Um, okay, yeah. Him and another guy. His name was Taylor. Uh, last name started with an L. I forgot, like mm-hmm. Taylor or something. But um, he like ventured off into music. Okay. But like you know, he he did comments like that. There was another guy, uh, Brian Petrie. Who... Yeah, I got in contact with Brian. He because he used to run everything. Him and Chase, from what I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chase Bonin. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, so Brian, I think moved. Um, and of course, like Chase Bonin. Um, you know, saying so he's kind of like one of the last guys that's like kind of was there mm-hmm. during you know when like like Charles was starting like to build the scene, and then it kind of like died off. And you know now, it's, you know, with you coming in, giving it that that breath of life, you know, so that's pretty dope, man. I like that. I appreciate so, that trying to man. I mean, I love I love doing comedy, and Lake Charles is it's located nicely in between like you know Houston and then Baton Rouge and New Orleans, so. There, and there's not there's nothing to do here, man. I just <laughs> I, I get so bored. And you know, I'm 23 and I've been going to the same bar for mm. I, for just like six, six, seven years. I love the place, don't get me wrong, but yeah. it's like, well, there's nothing else to do. So there's no yeah. other opportunities, you know? So just trying to offer people something else to do, which is what like like you talked about like doing comedy and like making people laugh, like that's a unique experience. Right, right, definitely, definitely. And especially when you're doing it, like, in an area where, you know, people looking for something, you know, it's like, it's one of those situations where they don't know they want comedy mm-hmm. until they actually see comedy. And then they're like, oh, this isn't bad. Like, this is pretty cool. You guys are from here? Oh, mm-hmm. this is dope. We'll do this all the time, you know? Yeah. And, it, and it's always like those, and I'm not saying, like, Lake Charles is a small town, but always those towns where you're not really known for arts and mm-hmm. live entertainment and stuff like that you know i mean the sure that's the casino that's out there that i know of but like as far as you know you always think of like live entertainment you'll think like wall and stuff like that where mm-hmm. it's like lots of live entertainment you can you know 
throw a throw a quarter and land on you know a stage with somebody performing on it. Mm-hmm. But you know, places like even Baton Rouge, I even consider that because it's just so Baton Rouge is more of a party town, so it's more okay. or less like you. People would rather like go clubbing and go to the bars and stuff like that, than or like maybe listen to a band mm-hmm. than actually you know listen to people tell jokes. So <laughs> that's kind of that's another thing you know that would be kind of like hurting the scene here is just because most venues would you know they'll hire a band and mm-hmm. pay for a band or pay for like a popular DJ before they'll finance a comedy show. Yeah, that's it's very. I found that to be very hard over here. I had to reach out to you know a lot of places, you know, 10, 15 places where I could find one that was like, yeah, sure. You know, go ahead with the comedy. Cause like you were saying, nobody knows like what comedy is like they see, you know, standup specials, all that stuff. Oh, you know, the birds golden nugget, they've got stuff, but they don't really know what comedy is. And so you have to like kind of show that to them, but they have to give you the chance first. Yeah. So exactly. A lot of times, a lot of places, you know, I mean, they, they're, they're in the business to make money. So, oh, absolutely. And I, and I get that. So, I mean, but a lot of times, you know, whenever, if you're, if you do a comedy show, if you do like a new show at a new venue, if it's not sold out wall to wall at capacity, like the first night, you're just kind of like, yeah, now, nah, mm-hmm. you know, so you really got to make sure you find like the right venue that can like understand like what you're trying to do, like to build something basically from scratch. And it's it's it it it, it's once you find like the right venue, the right owners to like that, because you know you can work with it, negotiate whatever, you know, saying the Mm -hmm. business side of it. But as long as they can just stick with the vision and stick with building something, then it can be prosperous for the long run. Absolutely. That's why I'm glad like the guy I'm at the games of life place right now, uh, in the little podcast room. And uh, that's where we did the Laugh Hard show. And the first one we did, we sold, I mean, we had about maybe, you know, 40, 40, 50 people show up. That's not bad. Not, not bad at all. And then, but then for this last one, we had like 120 people show up. Like the whole place was sold out, packed out. And so it was like, okay, like we just stuck with it and we were consistent. Yeah. And uh, we were able to make something beautiful happen with it. So that's, you're 100% correct on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. So, like, what are like some other plans you have for the Lake Charles, you know, comedy scene? Mm-hmm. There, you're trying to like, you know, I guess become like a brand, kind of like like how like Lafayette Comedy is gonna mm-hmm. have like a Lake Charles comedy type of thing, and maybe network with Lafayette to bring some touring guys in. Or absolutely, yeah. And I'm uh, I've gotten pretty tight in with Jason uh, over there in Lafayette. Uh, great guy, great comedy scene. And so oh, yeah. I'm kind of using that as like a blueprint and trying to just build something out of that uh, because I don't know about you. And I want to, I want to, I would like you to answer this after I do what uh, sure. like, I, I want to do stand up comedy, like for a living, like that's what I want to do. Uh, and I think that from, from what I've seen from watching all of these, you know, big time comedians, the only difference is how consistent are you with it? Like yeah. the only difference between us and like them is just, is just time because they've had so much more time to, to, you know, craft it. And the fact that we are in these smaller towns gives us a bit more uh, advantage because we're not fighting for uh, like, I mean, you, you go to Boston and I was talking with somebody from Boston and she said that they have like 60 mics a week, yeah. but they have over a hundred people at every mic that sign up. So you may go on, you know, at one in the morning in front of three people. So 
it's we we kind of have that opportunity it's just making sure people come out and see us and know like hey we're funny you know so um that's that's kind of my goal with it is to it's kind of build a scene here um and then eventually uh move on from the scene to uh to go be a touring comic and uh you know you know kind of tour all over the place and do stand up for a living man i love making people laugh so <laughs> yeah definitely definitely that i mean that's you know that's my goal as well like mm-hmm. to support myself support my family uh through stand up um i've been you know fortunate that i still have like i have a day job so mm-hmm. um i don't have as much time uh dedicated to you know helping build the scene building the scene stuff like that and writing jokes but i am grateful that i have a job to where like if i if I need to go out of town, I can, you know, take off and still get paid while I'm going out of town and do a show and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And also, like, I can kind of take, and this is kind of weird, but I can take more risk. Absolutely. Because I have a day job, you know, I can take more risk because it's like I'm not dependent on the, you know, comedy to pay my bills. So, like, I can take more risk. Like, I can go, for example, I went out to uh, Mobile. Mm-hmm. Um like uh this past august for their mobile comedy festival and it was more like a competition you pay like entry uh submission fee like 25 bucks and you you know you entered in a competition and stuff like that so like i i paid for my own hotel i paid for the submission fee stuff like that drove out there uh and not advancing to the finals which was that weekend but i was able to host another show while i was out there so you know like they you know, I was able to like, you know, still network with some guys out there and stuff like that. But I mean, it was like I wasn't like, oh well, you know, I need to win this cash prize, or I'm not gonna make it back home. So it, right, I don't, I don't have like, I guess that struggle success story, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But um, it is cool, like, just to be able to, you know, still live in you know a smaller market, but able to travel to some of the bigger markets and take time off to do it, you know. Yeah. So what? So kind of. You know, you said you did the uh, that comedy festival in Mobile. What? What has kind of like your comedy journey been? Like, how many have you done a bunch of festivals? What, what's it look like? Uh, like, so um, honestly, I haven't done that many festivals. So like, uh, I've entered, like, I've submitted to a uh, a lot of different festivals and just not haven't gotten in. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be you know maybe my submission tape, maybe you know just. I was the cutoff point where they were like, all right, well, we're going to bring this comedy in and stuff like that. Uh, festivals, I was, you know, I was fortunate enough to get into. One was um, Hell Yes Fest that uh, was produced in New Orleans by the New Movement. And um, unfortunately, controversy kind of happened um, with uh, issues with the New Movement, not necessarily the festival itself, but the mm-hmm producers of the festival kind of got into a little controversy in New Orleans so that kind of tarnished the name a little bit mm-hmm. uh I was able to get into the Tower City Festival okay yeah. Plano, ran by uh Daryl F- uh Fesberg Felsberg I, I can't pronounce the last name but uh unfortunately I wasn't able to um they changed the dates because of COVID mm-hmm. so I wasn't able to make the festival last year when I got into it and I was a standby for the Plano Comedy Festival in Plano, Texas, but then they ended up canceling it. So that's really been it. But I've been 
Uh, I've traveled throughout the Gulf Coast, performed in like you know various stages, various bars, hole in the walls. Uh, one of my biggest accomplishments, I would say, would be um, Miller Lite had a stand-up comedy competition back in 2012. Okay. And um, they only did it for two years. They did it in 2012 and 2013. Well, I was able to get in in 2012 and I actually made it to the regional finals. So like they had, it was four regions. It was New Orleans, Chicago, uh, Atlanta, and I think like uh, Washington, D.C. or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it was just like them four areas and like they had like six comedians in each region, so to speak. And so basically, like, fans would just vote. You posted a video and fans would vote on it, stuff like that. So mm -hmm. enough people voted for me to go to the regional finals where I actually got to perform stand-up in front of Kevin Hart. Oh, that's awesome. So, so like, yeah. So, like, it was Kevin Hart, um, one of his guys from the Plastic Cup Boys, Spank, and, like, another guy uh, that was the judges. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, I, I, I can sit here and say that I wasn't ready for that stage. <laughs> But, but I didn't, I didn't, so I didn't bomb, so, uh -huh. but they could really tell how new I was to the game. I was only doing time at that time for like two years. So mm -hmm. I was relatively new, still learning and stuff like that, but it was just a great experience. And it really taught me a lot about just joke writing, having the stage presence, having the delivery and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it was, it was an awesome experience just to be able to, you know, do something like that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Performing in front of Kevin Hart for only two years. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, that's probably yeah. very nerve-wracking, but still. It, it, yeah, it was. And, and he's, he's actually pretty uh, pretty short. Like, <laughs> I mean, he, he, like, the cameras add inches to him. Like, he, he, he's pretty short. So, like, but it, he, he was, like, real cool. Like, he mm -hmm. was, like, um, he basically like, you know, you got to work on your joke writing and joke mm -hmm. development. You have great material. You have great stage presence. Just got to kind of work on the joke writing. So mm -hmm. that's when I was like starting to really start to develop some of my jokes and start like, okay, let me take this one thing and see how much I can build on. Okay. Yeah. So what, what do you have like a pre-stage ritual or like, how do you prep for a comedy show that you're about to do? Uh, usually I, you know, I, I, I go through, um, I try to create a set list of mm -hmm. what jokes I'm going to tell. And sometimes the set list will go through different, you know, different stuff like that. Um, and I'll come with a set list, you know, I, I pay attention to the show and I always say this prayer, uh, um, you know, I have a strong faith, uh, foundation. So I, you know, I say Love this, that. I say the same prayer. Basically I pray for myself to clear my mind, I pray for the audience to clear their minds, and I just hope everyone has a good time. You know, it's it's a simple prayer, and I just get on stage and you know just have fun. <laughs> That's awesome, man! I love that. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely, definitely. So it's, I you know it's my thing is that I always every time I hit the stage, even if I'm telling the same set, I always try to make sure that the the show is unique to. Mm -hmm. that stayed to that crowd you know i always want to make it like they're hearing it for the first time even though it's like oh, i've been telling this jokes for like three four years but <laughs> y'all gonna i'm telling this like it's the very first time i ever told it you know i'm gonna give you that same energy and give you that same you know enthusiasm 
that's hard to do, especially if you've been doing a joke for, for so many years, like you kind of get burnt out on it. I, I have a joke that one of the jokes that I did that in that very first 30 minutes that I was telling you about, and it, most people consider it to be like my best joke. And I'm like, okay, well in my head, I'm like, ah, people don't want to hear this again. Like, and so I just kind of like, I don't give it as much effort as I should, but if I did, like I was, uh, when I, whenever I'd start, I thought that after the last time I did it and my buddy came up to me, he was like, dude, behind me, someone was like, Hey, pay attention. He's about to do his president's joke. And so it made me think like, damn, like you really do have to give hundred percent every time. And, Cause <laughs> if you don't, the crowd sees it and they, yeah. they don't, it's like, they can sense it and they don't appreciate that. You know? Right. 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 And it, it is, it is, you know, the crowd's going to know mm-hmm. if the crowd is going to understand because you got to have the confidence, even if you're up there like, bombing you know you gotta make sure you have you gotta oh, yeah. uh how, how does someone say it? you gotta lean into the bomb you just gotta, oh, gotta yeah. <laughs> you gotta gotta you know you, you know what's happening it's like look we just gonna experience all this together but you know i'm still gonna be up here mm-hmm. i'm just gonna just struggle through it yeah. <laughs> and, and, and hopefully i'm gonna struggle through it with a smile you know and it, hey when my time's up or whenever i feel like no i can't survive anymore <laughs> <laughs> What was uh? What's your worst bomb ever? Oh man! All right, so <laughs> my worst bomb ever. So all right, it's a funny story. Okay. Uh, I was booked to headline Ooh. in Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. And this is like my third time coming out there. So mm-hmm. I, I've been out there before. It's my third time out there. So basically, like it's a light crowd. This maybe like eight people in the audience or whatever. Okay. You know, so I'm like, all right, whatever. Uh everyone, the first could be all the other comedians that was there, like they do their thing, man, you know, they kill it and stuff like that. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna go up there. I'm gonna do my 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 ditty, as we say in VR. So I get on stage and I remember the joke. I was like, yeah guys, you know, y'all paid $15 cover charge. I don't even have $15 worth of jokes. Like y'all used to comedians having like television creds and all this other stuff. What was on the flyer? It was three pictures of me, and <laughs> the flyer just had three different pictures of me. Like there was like no, no comic view, no no HBO, no Netflix, none of that. It was just three pictures of me. Love that. And so I say that, and I'm like, all right, man, let's get to these jokes. And the crowd just like, nah, oh, no. <laughs> they were just like, nah, and I almost do. <laughs> I was supposed to do like a good 45 minutes and I was like five minutes in, I didn't get anything. And nice. hit them with the haymakers. I'm pulling out everything. It got to the point where I was like, man, what do y'all want to talk about? Because obviously what I'm saying is not working. And I remember one audience member was like, you know, I was like, man, y'all doing all right? And one audience member was like, man, we're just waiting on the jokes. <laughs> and I was like, he was like, "Yeah, we just wait on the jokes." And I'm like, "Sir, me too, me too." Sir. <laughs> God, finally, that is rough. Yeah, finally the club owner gives me the light, and I'm just like, "All right, guys, I'm sorry." <laughs> I just apologize. I got no. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, that that's my time. I'll get off. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get off. Stage. I'm sorry. Guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, that's yeah, rough, that, man. That was... That's that's hard when the crowd's against you. Yeah, yeah, that that was that was bad, and that was like so. The the time frame was I was working on because I recorded my album, mm-hmm. and I that was like one of my last headliners 
spots before I recorded my album. So I'm sitting there like, man, should I even do this shit? Like, should I even, even record the album? I'm using the material mm-hmm. that night to work that I'm recording my album. <laughs> I'm recording the album like in a few weeks. Like, this shit bombing out. So, yeah, it, it, but, it, you know, yeah. <laughs> it happens. Absolutely. Yeah. That's uh that's learning to deal with that. I found because your ego gets hurt really bad after that happens. Cause I, I've had that happen several times. Well, we've all had that happen. And it's uh <clears throat> it's not fun. Uh definitely something that you gotta learn with, but once you can handle it, it makes the it makes the shows a little bit easier. I yeah. found. Yeah. That one thing I've always learned is like focus. Uh, well, not necessarily focus, but like you know, take it one show at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, just don't worry about the last show, don't worry about the next show, focus on that show. So, if it, you do well, great, awesome. Then the next show comes, you bomb, all right, it happens. Next show, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just, all right, next show, and then it doesn't. The shows, you know, unless you like bomb in front of like, you know, I guess like Netflix executives or, you know, like NBC or somebody like that. <laughs> unless you bomb in front of them, then I mean, the, these shows here won't make or break you. Like, no, gonna, yeah. You know, people, you know, they know you, they're going to, you know, still book you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Except for Mississippi. I haven't been out there since. So <laughs> I have not been out back in Mississippi since. They all heard about that set and were like, this is a no go. Do not get yeah. Will. They were like, eh, now nah, we good. <laughs> I'm just going ahead and delete, uh, delete number. All right, we good. So, yeah, uh, happens, yeah. That's awesome, man. So what, so what do you have? I don't know how involved you are in the Baton Rouge scene. Um, mm-hmm. So what do you have? Like, how involved are you? And like, are you, do you have any plans for it? Like, I know you asked me that. So I'm kind of curious about the BR side of it. Um, My, so I'm kind of like, one of those guys that like I keep my eye, I keep my ears to the mm. scene, but I have, you know, due to life, kind of stepped back from the BR scene a little bit. Um, because like I have my wife, I have my two daughters, and work full time, so it's just like I, you know, my time isn't as available, and I don't have much as much time to commit to helping with the scene. But, like, you know, I'm always open to help. I'm always open to, you know, mentor. I'm always open to, like, anybody can DM me, ask me any questions that they may have. You know, anyone want to, you know, vouch if any, like, you know, a credibility check on someone, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I know a lot of people. So, uh, my plan for the scene, like, if I, if I was controlling it, it would just be, you know, to continue to build it and hopefully kind of like unify it because we mm-hmm. we have so many different uh groups of people trying to do stuff and it's like we just have like everyone you know as a scene because there's not that many comedians in Baton Rouge mm-hmm. um not as many as like New Orleans and so like a lot of people um they may not even know there is a like a scene in Baton Rouge, you know. Right. It's like when you you think of like comedy in Baton Rouge, you'll think of like people who like big name comedians that may come to like LaBerge or to uh the River Center, uh right. the River Center, something like that, you know, a little tours coming in. So no one really realized that there is a comedy show and then or a comedy scene rather. 
And then, like, when they actually go to a comedy show here, it's kind of, like, not done correctly. Mm-hmm. Or it's, like, your comedian quality isn't the best because, it's like, you got people who who get these egos and they're like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, they're not going to book me. I'm just going to do my own show. And, mm-hmm. you know, they book all their friends. And then it's just like, uh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so, that's one of the things I've heard about Baton Rouge from multiple people is that it seems like there's kind of like different fractions and yeah. everyone's just kind of like you said, just trying to put on their own shows, do their own thing as opposed to yeah. like bringing everybody together and like building a, you know, a, a good scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then it's like so many people who, um, I'll just be frank, you know, you have you, you have your more urban comedians. Mm-hmm um that's in the scene and so they're doing shows to their demographic they have more you know uh commercial comedians that's doing shows to their demographic and then we have people that kind of like trying to figure out what's going on Mm -hmm. trying to like find their voice and we don't have you know well we just got the comedy club uh in baton rouge so hopefully that'll be the the beacon that'll kind of bring people in mm. to like, okay, we can all kind of cultivate the scene through the comedy club. But it's like at the end of the day, you know, I just think that people are still gonna like do what they want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, until which I hate to say it, <laughs> and I've had this conversation before, there's gonna be controversial as hell. Uh and I and I will accept all DMs, emails, messages, texts for anyone that's watching this. Uh, I think in order for the Baton Rouge scene to thrive, it mm-hmm. will have to die mm-hmm. and then be rebuilt again. You know, like that makes total sense. <laughs> like, yeah, because I've I've seen it happen. You know, I've seen I've seen it happen in like Charles. I I witnessed it in Lafayette. I witnessed it in like you know places like Hammond and Mandeville, mm-hmm. where you know they're you know, you 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 have like a, a scene, and then for whatever reason it dies out. Whether the people stop doing it, whether the, the comedians, you know, they get bigger and they move away, what have you. And then it's like there's nothing there. And then lo and behold, someone comes in and they start, you know, start from scratch. You know, they 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 build from the ruins and think that like in order for us to have a successful scene that is unified to a point where people will appreciate it. It will have to die and be reborn. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's honestly enough. That's one of the things that I have found. You know, kind of <laughs> yeah. like you were saying, like the Lake Charles scene kind of died. I know we had Jen Cober, and she was yeah. like, "That's what everybody like views Lake Charles comedy as." And so, because it's crazy, some of these places I hit up, and they've been like, "Now nah, we've we've worked with Jen Cober before," and like they have that mindset. And for, I mean, this is just like public knowledge public opinion is that nobody really likes to work with her you know i've never talked to i've never done anything like that but i've heard just just you know nothing's ever really turned out for the best and and so like people but people view that and i'm like i'm something totally different like i'm trying to bring in some some new blood like you said and so um and it's really changing people's perception about what comedy is has been the hardest part about about building this up but uh, I don't think that Lake Charles really has like a specific, like what they want out of comedy because they don't even know what comedy is. So that's one of the cool things about doing the shows that I've been doing. And now that I'm getting to know more people, the first time around, the first show I did, it was all people I knew. 
So it was yeah. like, but it was like just like ran some random people like Seth Hartley came out, uh, Von Veon, so that, but it's just because I knew them. And they were like the first people that talked to me. So I was like, come on out. But now yeah. I'm getting to know more people. And I'm like, the like the more, like the last Laugh Art show I did, somebody came up to me and was like, the fact that you were able to get all of these different people who had whole totally different styles, like it, it just like, it keeps it spicy. You're like, ooh, what's yeah. going to happen next, you know? So yeah, I, yeah. I like doing that and having all those different varieties and like a melting pot of comedy because I'm going to, I find most of the people funny anyways. But it's like, so if you, even if you don't like one comedian, the next person that yeah. comes up, total different style, total different, whatever. Like, you know, we had keys, keys came out and then keys, keys does his, he's just got, you know, a certain energy about him. Right. So, right. So he, you know, he killed it with that. And then like Jason from Lafayette, he came out and he, he did note cards. And so he was just doing like little one-liner stuff. And yeah, yeah. Seth came out and was doing stories. Like it's just all these different things that I love putting together and mm-hmm. showing people just like all of these people that I've met are just extremely talented. And I love, I love just seeing everybody do their thing and making people laugh. So that's been, that's been really cool to see. Uh, I just kind of went off on a tangent, but it's I love not comedy. at all, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's the, that's the, the beauty of it is because mm-hmm. there's no cookie cutter formula to funny, mm-hmm. you know, like, everyone's style is different. Everyone, you know what I'm saying, is, has their own point of view of it. So, you you know, you're going to get different takes on, you know, different point of views and different delivery styles and different levels of energy and stuff like that. I've seen uh, comedians, you know, talk like, you know, monotonous and real deadpan-like and mm-hmm. crush Yep. And, you know, come and that's like right after someone with like super high energy and running around and all this other stuff and loud and stuff like that, that they crush it. And it's like, man, this is just the joy of comedy, you know, because yeah. if, if you're if you're talented, you're meant for that stage, then, you know, your style is your style and mm-hmm. you got to do what's, what's comfortable for you. You know, not everybody is humping stools or not everybody's doing one liner. And stuff like that yeah you know everyone's gonna do their they're gonna do their own thing you know they're mm-hmm. gonna be do who they are and be who they are and be comfortable in it and so that's what i love about it yeah i think that's perfect if i got everybody up there that was the same style of comedy it'll just kind of get old and you know it would, it yeah. would take away from everybody else so even putting like making sure i have those different people so that way they contrast each other like i have no idea who's gonna win these shows you know so it's it's crazy. I just, I love it so much. Right, right, right. And I, and I will say, like, you know, without mentioning who's going to be on the next show, I will say you have a, a nice variety of different types of styles. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it, stuff like that. A lot of people um, that's, that's listening on there, you know, I've, I've worked with in the past. There's a few that I haven't. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to definitely meeting and seeing, you know, m- new people and, you know, just being in Lake Charles. In fact, uh, little side note, I've never performed in Lake Charles before really never yeah never i've never performed at lake charles so this is my first time thank you jacob for bringing me out to lake charles for my very first time welcome to the chuck man uh... (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. i've I've, I've always passed i passed through it you know but i never actually stopped and performed at lake charles so Mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to it that's awesome yeah yeah that's that's exciting i had never realized i'm just about to ask you like so when when was the last time you performed in lake charles but you never have so here we are i have yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. You know, 
I, I hope you're, I hope you're prep, man. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a hell of a competition and uh, all the people that yeah. loved it last time, they, they're ready for it. They, for some reason, the competition aspect of it, people love it. They eat it up. Yeah. yeah. I think the reason why, because like they, they they're paying attention more because mm-hmm. they feel as though like, Hey, I'm, you know, helping decide who the winner is. So I'm like involved in the show. I'm not just a participant. Mm-hmm. I am a constituent, you know, like I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm using my my voice and my claps and my applause rather to, you know, choose who's going to be the comedian of the night. So I think a lot of people like that aspect of it, you know? Yeah, it's cool. I like, uh, I like doing that. Uh, Cause like, like you said, like it involves the crowd. Like how many times do you get to actually be involved with, with what you're doing in the show? Like every now and then somebody gets pointed out and like, you know, a little heckler or something like that. And uh, but like everyone, like like you're involved with it. And so it makes it so much more of a interpersonal connection as far as the show goes. And so I love that aspect of it. Right. Right. And of course, you know, community, they're going to bring that they're going to bring their best. They're not going to, you know, mm-hmm. try. Oh, well, let me just um, I'm here. So let me just do my my set and get off. Like, no, they're going to try to win. So they're going to bring their best. So every comedian is going to be at their top level. So you're going to you know, it's going to be just a great show for everyone involved. Sure. Yeah, I think it's I think that's interesting that you mentioned that because I've seen most of those people who came up last time Mm -hmm. and that for a majority of them, that was the best that I'd ever seen them do. And I think it's it's because, like you said, like they're like, I got to bring my best if I want to win this. And so there's the effort, not saying that they don't always put enough effort into it, but they put more effort into it than they normally would, which was awesome to see because you get to see them at their best. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's always it's always great, you know, always, you know tell people uh that i i am inspired by my peers i am inspired by uh, the comedians that you know i work with on a you know on a consistent basis they the one that inspire me like if i see someone up there crushing it i'm like oh this motherfucker here i, I gotta work harder now <laughs> you know like oh man or like you know someone like does this killer joke you're just like damn why well, i ain't thinking that you know what i'm saying yeah. it's just like it's so inspiring to see people out there just like you know really doing it really crushing it it's just inspiring it makes me you know work hard and i like that you know it's like not necessarily like uh it's kind of like a friendly competition rivalry we just kind of help each other build each other up exactly yeah uh what is it i forget but it's like if you i have no idea what the hell i'm trying to say uh something about like metal sharpens metal uh, yeah, yeah iron sharpens iron iron yeah. sharpens iron yes yeah that's what i was yeah. going for uh <laughs> yeah but no that's that's absolutely true and i think that if you do have that good community like you were talking about then that's the positive spin on it that you know everybody can have which is what they should have because yeah. if we all help each other get better then we're going to get better as comedians the crowd's going to love it more and they're going to want to show up more and watch yeah. us do comedy you know yeah yeah for sure, for sure. So that's that's why I'm just like you know just um appreciative of everyone that hits the stage, you know, everyone that you know takes that journey mm-hmm. in in this comedy thing, and then especially like you know curators like yourself who you know helping to build a scene, not only for like Lake Charles, but just Louisiana in general, you mm-hmm. know, like that that's major because I mean there's there's so many different. Um, I've always heard of like, you know, North Louisiana, like they have their comedian, they have their different styles. And then you have like South Louisiana, they have like Sinla, which kind of comes and goes a little mm-hmm. bit every now and then where, you know, they'll have a scene and they don't and they just kind of like whatever. So it's just cool, like just to see another 
another scene in another city that like Lake Charles just kind of be, you know, bringing up and build, being built up. So, you know, on behalf of uh, comedy in Louisiana and comedy in general, we thank you. You stop so, it. You stop it. <laughs> For real. Man. Thank I, you, man. I appreciate thank you. that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, man, I just want to, I don't think I may have said this beforehand, but like I, I keep I going around and I see all these people and they're hilarious and they make you laugh. And I uh, like my I like my personal thing about comedy is like I've always I've always loved making people laugh, which I'm sure you have as well. Oh, like yeah. that's just like it, it, it's it, it's a like everybody feels good whenever that happens. And so I believe that if like if somebody has a shitty day. And they're going to come out, take an hour out of their time to come watch you do stand up and you can make them laugh and be like, hey, you know, maybe it's maybe it's not that shitty of a day, you know, like there's still something to <laughs> right. laugh about, you know, then I think I think that's the purpose God gave me was to was to make right. people laugh. And so if I can complete that, then, hey, I'm, I'm doing what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I agree. I definitely agree. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, people. They, they, they took time out their their schedule. They decided to, you know, patronize the venue. They just bought a ticket. You know, they, they, they're sitting there and they're paying attention. And they, they came for a comedy, which is, it's so, especially Louisiana, you know. And I'll, I'll just say in Baton Rouge, because I know for like a long time, we would do like, uh, and I want to, you know, preface this with i'm not trying to offend anybody but we would do like a whole lot of non-consensual comedy where (laughs) we would like you know set up uh you know a mic and speakers in like a middle of like monday night pool tournament leagues or something like that or bowling night or something like that or you know uh 250 Taco Tuesday, you know what I'm saying, where we're, you know, they're there just to hang out, drink, and eat tacos or shoot pool, and it's like, hey, y'all shut the fuck up, we about to tell some jokes. I'm like, man, fuck you. Yeah. So we, we, a lot of our shows were like that. <laughs> you know, for a very long time, and so now it's just great to where you know, you can put on a showcase, you can do a mic, you can do whatever, and like, you can either separate it from the venue or or you can have it to where okay, if you're coming in, you're coming for the comedy show. So right. it's, it's it's great just to have just that easiness because now it's like you don't have to fight to you know to get the attention. You don't have to like they're there you for know, you. Yeah, they're there for you. You're not like you know trying to talk over the NBA finals or right. <laughs> you know or WWE Raw or something like that. You know or people. Shooting, you know, playing darts, and you're just like, hey, you know, my mama did this, you know, shit like that. So yeah, it, it's 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 it feels good when you actually, you know, you see a crowd and it actually comes. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because they're like like you said, you know, they're there, they're there for comedy, and that's so now it's just up to you to deliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always just say that, you know, this um, especially in the olden, you know, older days, but back back in the day, I always just say like, you know comedians just in Louisiana would thrive in like comedy friendly markets just mm-hmm. because you know I would see comedians in like Austin and Houston and Atlanta and Chicago and Seattle mm-hmm. and you know they you know they, they do they do it well I'm um, not saying that you know they're not talented or anything like 
that, but like I just know that like when we go, if we were to go there, it's like oh we crush it because they're actually want comedy. The audience wants comedy. Like we're performing in audiences that don't want shit. So <laughs> and we can get like we can get them to like just pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have to laugh. Just <laughs> not look at the TV while I'm on stage. I mean, that's a win right there. Yeah. Know? So and it, it's funny because we used to have this mic. Um it was the worst mic in the world. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was, it was a, it was a, it was a Monday night in a daiquiri shop. Oh, it was like every other week, and literally, like it was like the daiquiri shop was like real long and narrow, and there was like a little stage like right here, and then there was like a hallway to go to the bathroom, and the bars right here. Then there's like tables, so it was like it wasn't really set up comedy like yeah not, but we would go there and man we would just like i feel as though like you were crushing and i literally say like you were crushing killing it if they were quiet yeah <laughs> <laughs> like if they were just listening like not even no reaction or nothing if they were listening like oh yeah you killed that like you, you just destroyed that room because mm-hmm. they would not give a damn what you were doing uh one guy was performing and i went after him this is hilarious he's performing and a woman like literally like punched him in the face while he was on stage <laughs> she just came up there and socked him in the face yeah like she was uh <laughs> so he he was performing and like she was like right there and she was talking all loud and yada, yada. he had mentioned something like uh-huh. Oh, would you like to just be quiet? You know, like you, you see me up here talking. Like I'm gonna want the mic and stuff like that. And she's like, "Oh, you shut the fuck up! You're not funny." Blah, 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 blah. I'm from the country. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I don't care where you're from. <laughs> and so she gets up there like, "I oh, whoop your little skinny ass, you goddamn Abercrombie and Fitch boy." And then next thing you know, she gets up there and punches him in the face. <laughs> oh like, my gosh! I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it it was uh it was wild. It, it, it was wild. Like, but um yeah, I hated that mic but loved it at the same time. Like it was one it was like a train wreck. You just never knew. Uh-huh. Like you, you knew what was happening and you knew it was gonna be bad, but you couldn't turn away. <laughs> you just had to watch it. So <laughs> I, I I will go I will go freak I would I went frequently to that horrible open mic. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful, man. Uh yeah. I, I've I've done a show at a daiquiri place, and everybody was eating crawfish. And uh, but that I cannot imagine doing an open mic at a daiquiri place. Yeah. Everybody's getting drunk. Everybody like that sounds awful. Yeah, it 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 was it was, <laughs> and it, it's not even the weirdest place I performed comedy. Like that's the funny part. Like that. where's the weirdest place you performed comedy? Uh, a barbecue spot in the middle of the hood that was next door to a gas station. Nice. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was like one of those subways turned barbecue spot, mm-hmm. and one of like some like a local comedian at the time. She worked there, and she was like, "Hey, let's." Do a showcase. <laughs> and so she like asked a bunch of us to be on it. Like it mm-hmm. was no pay or whatever. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. She's like, well, I can probably get y'all like, you know, 
Ooh, excuse me. I could probably get like a plate of food or something like that. And I'm like, ah, right, that's cool. Let me go there. It's just us and like the wait staff. Like they, <laughs> people coming in, and it was so bad because we they set up a stage, which was like just like like a little makeshift box like thing. They set up a stage, and we had like a little PA system that someone had. And we literally just stood in one spot and told jokes. And it was like right next to like the counter where you order food. So people were like walking in and like placing the go orders while in the middle of us, while we're telling jokes. And then, they, and then they're walking out. And like, oh, okay, bye bye. And then people were like walk in from the gas station, like, what the fuck going on in here? And then, like, yeah. oh, okay, never mind. And then they just walk out again. So it was like, uh, it was a one and done thing. It was like, uh, we did it. All right, we're not doing this again. <laughs> I can imagine that does sound uh, that sounds rough doing it at like a like a restaurant where people are especially right next to the cash register where yeah. everybody's coming in and ordering. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, I was like, yeah, glad that was what I said. That was like the one and only time show that we did that. So mm-hmm. it was and then, you know, it ended up being, I don't know, the, the barbecue spot closed down. So whatever. Well, I'm, I'm glad you gave me that uh, that insight of what it's like to do comedy at a barbecue place. The uh, Dickie's Barbecue Pit in Moss Bluff, which is like a little town just north of here, um, posted on their Facebook that, hey, I just got to go ahead to do trivia and comedy. And somebody tagged me in that. And I was like, I'm I'm not doing comedy at a Dickie's Barbecue Pit. <laughs> uh, that does not sound uh, like it. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I- I don't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's it depends. I don't know. I I wouldn't, but you never know. Maybe it may be, it may turn out better. You know, <laughs> it may. I may eat those words later, and yeah, uh, they're gonna know, bear me. You know. But. <laughs> I mean, I feel as though hey, a barbecue spot like by itself may way better than one next to a gas station. So you never know. So there we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's funny. Well, hell yeah, Will, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, Great conversation, dude. And I uh, this gets people excited to come see you. Will's going to be on the Laugh Hard 3. This time it's personal comedy competition showcase February 26th. That is a Saturday at Game to Life. Uh, The ticket link will be below in the description. Uh, And, Will, I'm excited for you to have your first time here in Lake Charles, man. Oh, man, I'm excited to come out, man. I I thank you for uh, the opportunity for sure. Thank you for inviting me on your podcast, on your show, man. Y'all make sure y'all like, subscribe, do all that good stuff, man. Uh, and I appreciate you, you what you're doing for, not only for the comedy scene and Lake Charles, but just comedy in general, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone. This has been Sawyer Saloon signing off. All right.